Welcome to the Behind the Bliss podcast, where Mary Scott Mercer and Rachel Autry bring weekly conversations to encourage, inspire, storytell, and share. Each episode is designed for you to feel met in your mess and balanced in your bliss. Here's today's conversation. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Behind the Bliss podcast. I'm your host, Mary Scott, and today I have the privilege of interviewing my friend, Erin Carroll. In honor of Mother's Day, Rachel and I decided to do two separate interviews, one with her and her mom, and then with me and my friend, Erin. Erin also lost a mom, and so we wanted to spend some time talking about Mother's Day for those who might be struggling with Mother's Day, for those who might have other moms in their life that aren't their moms. Maybe they're spiritual moms. Maybe they are um, moms that have gone before us. And so we pray that our conversation just blesses you today, especially if Mother's Day is hard. So without further ado, let's get to today's episode. Well, hey, Erin. Hey, Mary Scott. (laughs) How are you? I'm great. We are sitting in my office, which I've never done an in-person interview before. So welcome. Oh my gosh. This house. It's adorable. <laughs> I love being in this cozy office. It's I feel special. She made me a nice coffee. What's nice, this called? A pour over. Um, yeah, and the Chemex. So it's yeah. special. It um, special. I've become a diva with coffee at home because I just want it to taste good. So it's anyway, important. Yeah, we're in our office, and I, you, and I became friends in like the last what four or five months. Yeah, since December. Yes, and it feels like we've been friends forever. I had heard about you. Um, through Sarah Parker, who's been on this podcast, Mm -hmm. um, but hadn't met you. I knew your in-laws through church. Right. And I got an Instagram DM one day from a sweet mutual friend who's much younger than I am. She's closer to your age. And (laughs) she said, my friend, Mary Scott moved to Columbia and you need to know her. Here's her number. And so I texted you. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I, I was like, this is the best thing ever. So it's kind of like we just met for coffee and then yeah, here we are. Here we are. Um, I'm really thankful for you and our friendship. But can you kind of just tell the people who you are? Yeah. Um, I'm Erin. I'm married to Todd. And we have three little boys. Our oldest is not so little. He's, <laughs> he's almost 10. Um, so Hudson is almost 10. Hayes will be 8 on May 5th. Mm, so we got a birthday this week, um, and James Walker just turned four. So toddler, yes, and oh. he's but he's a big boy. He's, he's a big boy. Um, I'm sure he tells you that. No, mommy, big yes. boy. And he turned four, and he was no longer a baby, but he still will cuddle with me, and that's all you um, can. Ask. I'm thankful. Yeah, that's all you can ask for. I mentioned to Daniel the other day how tragic it would be if we had children that didn't like. To cuddle or be touched because we're extremely touchy. So do you train children to be that way or is it who they are? Well, I think it's who they are. And I think the boys, I mean, boys are all I know at this point. And my dad would say, I cannot believe you were an all boy mom because you were such a girly girl. Um, But they do love to be cuddle by me I can't say that I see them like cuddle with their dad a lot but they, <laughs> they love their mama they cuddle with um well we're kind of doing a special Mother's Day episode because you and I both have lost moms yes. and I thought it would be a good idea just to have a conversation about moms and motherhood and what it's like to be a mom after losing a mom mm-hmm. 
and a little bit about that. So can you kind of take us back um, and kind of tell us about your mom? Yeah. Um, so my mom was, uh, I, I think she was a seven wing eight on the Enneagram. Oh. I'm an eight wing seven. Um, but she was, she loved to have fun. There was a level of like impulsivity and um, just lots of fun to her. And she loved to travel. She loved to shop. She loved just um, filling her days with fun things. But she was also intense, like an eight, and a fighter, like an eight. And she fought for people and, like, for justice. But um, she was very creative. She was a great friend. She was a great friend to me. Mm -hmm. Um, She had some really, really close friends. And you and I have talked about this before. Um, And they kind of live all over the U.S. now. But they called themselves the Yaya's. And, that is so sweet. Um, and the other really sweet thing about, I don't if anybody has read the Yaya Sisterhood book or seen the movie, it's all these ladies that are friends, but they've like let one daughter in. And that's kind of how it was for us. They All these ladies that were friends and they had daughters too, but my mom just always brought me along. Mm-hmm. And so um, when she died, I had already had this great relationship with them. And so I could talk to them and get just a piece, piece of her, hundred percent, or even their love was just. I needed it. Well, and another thing you and I have talked about before is like you know I always say I lost my mom, but I gained fifty, and I think it's so special to have those kinds of women in your life that knew your mom, but also didn't know your mom. And I've started to look at Mother's Day in a way of like thanking any woman in my life who cares about me, you know? And I think, you know, Mother's Day can be very painful um, for the not yet mom, the person who longs to be a mom, the person who's lost a mom, the person who has a battered relationship with their mom. Um, But I think it's also an awesome opportunity to just look around and see who the mothers are in your life and who like has mothered you. Yeah. Um, So I love that. And to intentionally thank those people. Like it's easy to think, on Mother's Day, my mom loved being a grandmother and was such a fun grandmother. And I'm so thankful that she did get to meet all of the grandchildren that mm-hmm. are alive in our family mm-hmm. at this point. Um, and she died uh, about eight months after my youngest was born. And so she she met him. She knew him. Um, and she had cancer, if anybody's curious how she died. She had melanoma. Um, wow. But she loved being a grandmother. And so on Mother's Day, there is an element of like, uh, you know, that we right. can't celebrate her or there's just the reminder of the things that have gone on that year that she's missed or not seen. And, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think people long to see their mom or they're longing to be a mom and there, there are pain points around Mother's Day, but there are so many people to, like, if you love a child and you're not yet a mom, then mm-hmm. to, you know, 100% to, yeah. to think about that kid and, um, or to thank the sweet ladies that are in your life that have mothered you, have mothered you and have loved you. I love that. Well, what is it like being a mom after losing a mom? Like, how is that? How do you feel like it's affected you? Mm-hmm. At this point, I am more used to it. Like there are there are things uh, like kids' performances and 
things that my kids go through where I think, uh, you know, we're missing a grandparent at this event and that's sad for me because I, I wish she was there. Um, in the beginning, there's that level of like calling your mom when a kid is sick or calling Mm. your mom when you're sick. Mm -hmm. Um, or yeah, somebody wakes up with a high fever. You probably call your mom. I would call my mom before I called the doctor. Right. And, um, so that's just gone and not having that first call Mm -hmm. anymore is staggering. Right. Because it's just gone. Right. Um, and I love my dad, but I've never called him about a fever. Right. <laughs> There's just only so much you can yeah. do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like your your person to bounce things off of and the person that loves you fiercely and love, loves your kids fiercely, it, um, it, it's just a void. Right. Um, and you can't, you can't really replicate it. And sometimes, yeah, some people probably have ladies that, we're willing to be that call about the, the high fever. Um, but that, those were like the early like, shocking things right. about having, having babies without having a mom. Would you say that your mom had a significant impact in your walk with the Lord? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. She, she loved the Lord fiercely and, um, watching her walk through different trials in their life and then walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Um, really just how faithful she was and how trusting she was. Um, she was never afraid and we, we were, we were terrified, but, um, my, I'll say that my, my testimony is in that place where joy meets sorrow. Um, so much sorrow from losing her, but so much joy because I know the Lord so much more because, because I lost her. 100%. Um, I treated her like my God for a long time, and I didn't realize it until she was gone. Right. And I couldn't call her. Right. Um, and it wasn't just with, when kids had a fever. It was with anything, good things, bad things. I went to her first. And so... Um, I knew the Lord, but I didn't, I didn't go to him first. And, um, like a, like a, like a daughter of the King, um, I would just go to her. And so then she was gone and I realized that I had put her in that place and that was not a place she ever should have been. But I know him so much more intimately because he met me in that, that grief of having this idol Uh taken from me. Um, but then he so sweetly and graciously drew me to him and I know his character and I'm just, I'm so grateful. And it, it's, maybe I did have to lose my mom to know him that way. Mm. And, um, yeah, that's, that's hard to think about. I know, but I totally think about that too. I, I, I say it and I am always worried that when I say it, it offends someone that like, I'm thankful that my mom passed away and I'm not like thankful that I don't have a mom, Mm -hmm. but I'm thankful for that, um, life experience because I, it scares me to think who I would be without that. 
you know, right. and we've talked about it before just together that sometimes like those greatest pain points are God's greatest gifts of grace yeah. in our lives. So do you feel like motherhood has, like, do you think you went into motherhood thinking it was going to fulfill, um, voids in your heart or expectations? Like how has motherhood met you in a way of like beauty, but also in a way of like unmet expectations? Mm-hmm. Um, I did not go into motherhood intentionally at all. <laughs> like we didn't, obviously we knew where babies came from. Um, but I had like missed a pill and we were newlyweds and, um, we got pregnant with our oldest four months into marriage. I have never heard this story before. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so when we finally joined newlywed Sunday school, we were already like halfway through a pregnancy. So that was actually oh my gosh. pretty lonely because everybody else was smarter and knew not to get pregnant so quickly. Um, so we were, we were doing that alone, like without community, um, raising our baby. And my mom was very much available and there. And I, I, I say like one of the hardest days was after she had stayed with us for almost a month after the first was born and having to leave. And the day she drove away was just, I stood out on the curb, like with my baby and I'm like sobbing and looked at him and was like, okay, we can do this. What are we going to do? We're going to figure this out together, buddy. One hour at a time, man. We're going to, we'll, we'll do this. So, um, I really didn't have expectations. Um, maybe, there were more expectations of done with college, done with grad school, got married a couple years later, and then a baby's just the next thing. Right. So um, then, then I, then I did that. And so it's like, now what? what? You, what now what? Yeah. So um, what did you do? I raised that baby. Started raising the baby. Um, I, I started staying home. Um, but there were, I really didn't have expectations of like, um, the kind of mom I would be, or I don't know. Cause I didn't, nobody else was doing it. I wasn't looking mm. at to the left or to the right of what anybody else Well, and you doing. couldn't because I mean, how big was even social media at that time? Right. You know, yeah. I was a blogger at the time. Yes, you were. Yeah. Spent some time on Twitter. So, um, <laughs> so there was, there was that, but it was more about like pictures of your baby and Right. Documenting all the things. Not like, here's how you do X, Y, and Z or right. all right. that. Yeah. I feel like I unfortunately probably have way too many expectations going into motherhood. And I think I've said this to you before. I've said a lot of things to you before, Erin. But I think losing a mom before being a mom, I think I've put a level of expectation of even like maternal healing yeah. <laughs> over my heart. Like, oh, I'm going to become a mom. And I'm going to have an even larger healing experience from losing mom because I'm going to get to be a mom. But, like, that's so um, silly for me to, like, put that on my – well, it may. It may in a lot of ways do that for me, but it also might not. Um, There's – my my counselor and I have talked about this a good bit lately. The the grief that comes – and my mom's only been gone about three years. But the grief that comes from – Losing your family of origin, we've talked. You and I have talked about that. Mm. Um, 
my mom's gone. My dad remarried a wonderful woman. Um, my brother lives across the country and is now married. And so we're all kind of just starting over. Um, and it's exciting and beautiful. And there's so much of the Lord's redemptive work in all of those stories, but there's, there's grief there and you don't know really what's next. But I had put so much into like upholding and idolizing my family of origin Mm -hmm. and keeping us together. Um, and so now it's really sweet to be able to not idolize, but pour into my family of five yes, and us as a family unit and focus on my children's discipleship and um, know that I can't carry that, but I can influence them and um, kind of have a fresh start. Yeah. I totally know what you're saying. Yeah. We've talked about this too. I mentioned this even when I spoke at the wall recently that I think it was expected that I would grieve my mom, but it wasn't expected even to me that I would have to grieve my family as it was. Um, and like how, you know, I came into marriage probably putting too much expectation on family healing, but there was an element of like fresh start when Dana and I became our own family unit. Um, okay. You brought it up. So I want to talk about it, but how does one disciple their children? Oh my God. I, I love this kind of stuff because <laughs> I'm not yet a mom and I love the moms in my life because I get to learn from them. So how, how does one practically disciple the, their children? There are probably people that have really practical <laughs> tips for this, and I am not one of them. Um, but I'm super grateful for all these people that are in my kid's life um, that can help me. And so um, we, Todd and I, are pursuing the Lord on our own. Like, right. we we kind of do as a couple, but on our own, we're pursuing him. And we, we have lots of open conversations about what he's doing in our lives. Um, but I have a great small group and he has a group of men that he meets with. And so we're being poured into him, poured into and still discipled along the way. Like we're, mm. we're still growing. Um, we love our church and the way that our church loves our kids and loves us. Um, and points us to the Lord. And so practically, um, you know, we, we openly talk to them about the Lord and what he's doing and, um, where we fall short and where we don't get it right and grief. And, um, they've been able to see me walk through something really hard. hard. Um, but to be able to just have open conversations about, the Lord's faithfulness and about heaven and about um, the way that we need to love people and always point them back to Jesus. Um, you know, we, we read Bible stories and <laughs> do all the basic things stuff. like that. Sometimes yeah. we yeah. did more when they were really little and we'd hold them in our laps and do that and do that at night. But yeah, it's, it's a lot. Like it's a, I feel like it's a, a lifelong thing where we'll always be pursuing them and discipling them. I think from what I can see from all the families that I'm staring at, it seems like discipleship is basically just creating space for them to talk to you, Mm -hmm. you know, and just having hard conversations, having great conversations, but just kind of being available Mm -hmm. 
And like you said, like showing them what it looks like to walk with the Lord um, practically daily in your marriage and in those moments of hard and all the things. Um, another thing that you and I talk about a lot is um, the beautiful thing that we have a piece of us in heaven. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder, like, what would you say to the mom or to the mom or the not mom or the suffering woman who feels like motherhood is hard or Mother's Day is hard and the hope that we have and mm-hmm. not feeling like Mother's Day or motherhood or mom's fulfill the expectation that they can never fill. That's a heavy one, Erin. It is a heavy one. (laughs) Um, I mean, the truth, the truth is that our children are the Lord's. And Mm. I I mean, I have the privilege of being a mom. I had the privilege of being raised by a great mom. Mm -hmm. Um, Some girls don't have great relationships with their mom. Um, But the truth is, yeah, we're not, we're, we're all daughters of the King and our kids are his, we're his, and we're all just like preparing ourselves for, for Eden, that, that mm-hmm. perfect place. And so there's hard days and Mother's Day, not to like squash the whole thing. It's just another day, a day on the calendar where people sell cards and, you know, it's, yeah, there's so many Moms are are glorified on on Mother's Day, but um, there's so many other days that are not picture perfect and that are difficult and they're real life and just raising kids. And so it's not being a mom, raising perfect children. It can't be our idol. It can't be they're his. Like we we I I feel like I've always just got to be open handed with my kids' lives and their futures and the way they learn. I mean, we're going through that right now with one child learns very, very differently than the others. And um, it's never just the way you dress them up and get mm-hmm. them ready to parade them around. Right. There's there's a lot. God's written their stories too. And so that's really, I want to start thinking about that like that. How would how does it look to just practically celebrate mom's 364? four days of the year instead of one glorified day. Cause you're right. And I think we set ourselves up to be disappointed when we put all of our eggs on that basket or oh that my day. Gosh. Like how many moms probably have horrific mother's days and feel doomed. You know what I mean? Or can you go through mother's day and not post a picture of yourself with your children? <laughs> like, was it mother's day? If you didn't do that, did mm, it happen? That was good. That is good. Well, I mean, how, I mean, kids are kids. It's yeah, gonna, you're gonna fight on the way to church, probably. So always on Sundays. Yes, always on Sundays. Um, how does the mom fight comparison right now? Oh gosh, you've got to surround yourself with people that are like-minded, with people that are not interested in competing with you, and people that. Well, it, I guess, I guess if 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 you want to play the comparison game, then be around other people that do too. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I, I can't. And so I've got to just be around people that are also not interested in it and right. just say, yeah, I don't care about that. And, and know that like my people don't care about that either. And, and that your people really care about your family and your kids too. I'm sure is like incredibly, 
Um, so true. Like such a gift. It's so true. We were at a dinner the other night and the other couples and we all held hands to pray before. And the, our friend that blessed the food said, um, he thanked God for us all being friends, but for our kids all having that relationship too. And they all see safe people in each other and they see mm. safe people in each other's parents. And what, and, and that's so much of discipleship too. Like I hope that if, my boys are ever going through something that they feel like they can't talk to us about that. There's another dad they can go to and say, Hey, yeah. I need to, I need to talk to you about this. Well, it's sounding like, and it is like if you, if you as parents are getting discipled and living in community, then your kids are obviously going to fall into that. I hope so. Um, so that's great practical advice. Well, if there was one thing that you could say to a not yet mom mm-hmm. about mother's day, what would it be? Or not Mother's Day, just motherhood. Motherhood. Um, Talking to me. I'm receiving all the info. I know. All the info. My sweet friend. Um, I I would be open-handed to to enjoy them for who they are, enjoy the experience for what it is, um, to approach the Lord every day and ask for His help in raising little disciples. Um because it is so much more than how they're dressed and what they eat and all the things that social media would tell us it is right now. And so, um, to not really look to the left or the, to the right, but just approach the Lord and go in it with your husband, Mm -hmm. like lean into your husband. And that's, um, it's like the most practical um you follow Jesus yeah we follow Jesus and it's like the most yeah it's such a picture of teamwork too like we're yeah we have to do this together it's gonna break right um so yeah I love it well thank you for sharing all all the good advice and your heart with Mother's Day well I have to tell you Mother's Day it's not it is not my favorite because I'm I'm an eight. Maybe that's a seven thing. I don't know. I don't like expectation. Like, I don't like... I think that's a seven thing. It's a lot of pressure. Well, maybe it's an eight thing. You don't like to be, like, boxed in. Maybe that's what it is. I want to... Really what I want on Mother's Day... It's not so much to be spoiled. I just want to go have, like, quality time with my children. Um, And my husband. But (laughs) the year right after my mom died, my friends and I, like, seven of us took a trip on Mother's Day to New York. We, How fun is we that? Were, we were all mothers. We were gone the whole weekend, and we saw a show. We shopped. We had amazing meals. I mean, it was so much fun. And it just, the grief was not there on Mother's Day. It mm. just kind of took me away from this Celebration, like man-made of, celebration, yeah, man-made celebration. Yeah, we just went somewhere and had fun. I love that, and so I think that's a lot of the the grief. It's hard, like you get a corsage or something at church if you're a mom, and you know, <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Oh my gosh, isolating and that's sad. So we just plucked ourselves right out and went to New York. Sometimes you have to do that. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, what are you loving right now as a mom in your life that you can't get enough of or as a woman that you would want to share with all of the listeners? Okay. As a mom, I'm loving baseball. I'm and- grateful to hear you say that because 
I'm scared of that being my future. I'm not going to lie. Dana wants to be a baseball coach dad. And I'm like, I have memories of my brother playing baseball. And I guess it's just different when it's your brother. Uh, Yeah. And I can imagine if we had a daughter, that would be a whole thing. Like, I don't want to go to their game, mom. Somebody sitting there not wanting to be there. Um, But we've got one in kid pitch and one in coach's pitch. And the the little one just sits there with us on the bleachers. And (laughs) honestly, looks at my iPhone the whole time. So that's full disclosure. Um, so yeah, watching them improve and enjoy it and love it. And even watching them feel a little bit of pride and competition over like what they're doing. Like they're, they love it enough to care. Um, so that's fun. Like watching them excel. I love that. Um, I don't know about a product. We're sort of like out of that world of, yeah, all they the just, fun stuff. But all boys and there's hand me downs and you know. Well, yeah, all, all your kids, kids can just wear the other. Ones. Just pass it on. I love that. I know. Oh um, my gosh! For me, we might have to edit. I'm thinking. No, you're fine. Think away, girl. Like a product. You're something. liking your new green shirt. You're liking Birkenstocks. I'm I thinking. Do. I have a lot of green shirts. <laughs> yeah. You um, love the well. Books well. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you love your Taza kale salad? Yeah, I do. Uh-huh. Um, okay, I love, for me, um, I'm the women's discipleship coordinator at our church. Yes, you are, girl. And I <laughs> hadn't even talked about that yet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but at, we, we have the well once a month. Um, it's a women's gathering with worship and a woman shares her story of God's grace and it's in an interview format. And this is our goodness, maybe our 15th month, but, um, Mary Scott just did the well (laughs) this past week. And, um, I, I just love it. I love seeing the way the Lord is blessing that ministry and blessing the women of this city. And, um, allowing women to so bravely come forward and share stuff that they might not have said before, but allowing the Lord to shine. And mm-hmm. um, there's so much light and darkness. And um, anyway, it's, it's great. Um, You're also, really good at that. Well, seriously, thanks. I'm grateful for it. But we, we love it. <laughs> we want anybody to come, come to Columbia, come to the well, come to the well. Yep. Yes. I love it. Well, I know you're not that much older than me, but I'm grateful for just you in my life in the way that even for like such a small period of time, you've mothered me in ways. And so I'm thankful for you and your friendship. And we did. We bonded constantly. Hardcore. We did. I love it. And it's a great example of just like any women in your life. And if you have a mom or you don't have a mom, just like Look around and see who's loving you and mothering your heart and caring about your heart and discipling you and Gosh, just yes. thank them. Yes. Yeah. So anyway. I, I'm thinking, yeah, there's, there are a list of people that I need to call right. on Mother's Day. I love and it. I think it surprises them maybe to hear from me, but they'll never know. And like what a way that they can see even just like a small investment of their time as fruit in your life and how it resonated with them. So yeah. Thank you for doing that. I love you. I love you too. Thank you for being on today. Yes. (laughs) In this cute little room. Oh yes. 
All right. Happy Mother's Day, friends. Happy Mother's Day, friends. I love that friend so much. I hope today's podcast was encouraging to you, especially if Mother's Day is not so happy for you. Take time today to think of all of the women in your life who have contributed to your life and serve as spiritual mothers or just mother friends. You can find everything that we mentioned in today's episode at BehindTheBlissPodcast.com. As always, we are beyond thankful for your kind words and reviews. If you have 30 seconds today, would you head over to iTunes and leave us a review? Reviews are so helpful for those who may have never heard about our show, find our show, and join our community of listeners online. Thanks so much, guys, and have a great week.